You're listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks, a biblical, practical, and spiritual conversation about living and leading worship. Let's lean into today's episode. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to Worshipology. This is a podcast for worship teams, worship leaders, worshipers, and our hope is to equip you uh, to do what you do a little more effectively. And uh, man, today I'm in Nashville, Tennessee at Cornerstone Church. And uh, I'm joined by worship leader, songwriter, Zach Loomis. Man, we met, when did we meet? Like 2014? Yeah, I think so. 2014, 2015. Yeah. Right and uh, you came to NCC, led worship. You had written a song that got on a big Assemblies of God album, the Soar album. And uh, I was like, man, this guy has a really dope voice. We've written songs together. Dude, just give a little snapshot of your yeah, story and the, how you got in worship, man. The funny thing that weekend, I lost my voice. I, I remember. I like, they, <laughs> and they I was like, no, the lead. voice like, that I wanted to hear. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. Well, it was like the multiple services curse, man. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, we're about to go to four services this weekend. Oh, bless your soul. And so I'm just getting as many people as I can. Hey, you're leading a song? Dude, le- I'm only leading real. one that's a lot, per bro. service. It's, that's exciting, but that's a ton. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be napping. We're growing, man. We're growing. Napping Sunday afternoon. Dude, you know it. The Sunday night, the Sunday afternoon nap is like the worship leader. Oh. You just look forward to that. It's heaven. The, the decompress. It's heaven. Yeah. So we met in 14, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, just was on a really cool project uh, with a lot of different churches. I was a worship yeah. pastor in Cleveland at the time. Mm. A really awesome church up there and uh, was coming back and forth to Nashville writing wrote yeah. a song with an awesome writer, Philippa Hanna, mm. who uh, she just had an idea, so we just went for it. And then I, if, it was one of those songs that you just felt like God was breathing on it. Yeah. And uh, we still do it here. Um, That's cool. And we, other churches have been doing it. So it's been cool to see that one little offering take mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we're in Nashville now, and we've been around, grew up in Cleveland, uh, met my wife uh, in Clarksville, which is about uh, 40 minutes north mm-hmm. uh, of Nashville. And then we were worship pastors in Greenville for two years at a great church there. And then uh, coming up, it'll be two years here at Cornerstone. Wow. So two little kiddos, a nine-month-old and a four-year-old boy. And yep. And I life. saw he's, he's getting on the drums. He's getting everything, bro. <laughs> he's everywhere, everything. man. I mean, he, if you got two parents who are worship leaders, he's pretty much his, oh, his they destiny have no choice. Card. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring the sound check, and uh-huh. I'll grab my mic for him, and he knows if there's no batteries. So he's just like, no, don't don't try and mess with me. But <laughs> he's on to you. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm a PK too. So yeah. growing up in church was part of it, and Emily and I are not uh, withholding any of that. Of like, there's long days. There's this is what we do as a family. It's not just dad and mom. Yeah. So even as four and nine months, I want them to know that it can be a healthy place. Yeah. You don't have to be a crazy PK. Bro, let me let me park there for a minute because I think that's so cool when you bring your kids because we're at kind of in the same place at yeah. destination. Our kids are always with us at church. My daughter comes to rehearsal with us. Like, I think there's this there's this thing in some of us where it's like we've got to keep church and home separate, and there is a healthy balance with that for sure. But when you can bring your kids into the ministry, talk about that a little bit. How do you guys do that practically? How do you not burn yourselves out? How mm. do you have a healthy life outside the church, but yeah. also bring home into the church? Yeah, well, I think like. Growing up as a pastor's kid, my parents, they brought us in conversations mm. with what the church was struggling with, mm-hmm. uh, not, not airing out dirty laundry and people because, yeah. uh, you know, as kids, you just can't handle it. Right. But they always brought us in the conversations. Even if there was a transition in our family, they would say, hey, before we tell anybody, God is, we feel like God is moving us this way, so just begin to prepare. Wow. So there was those hard moments, but also just looking back at it now as a 37-year-old, like I'm thankful that I had parents who were transparent 
and like knew when they messed up in ministry and talked through it yep. and then celebrated the, the wins with us as kids. So I got three siblings, so we were always a part of it. Wow. But with Emily and I, our relationship, she works here full-time as well. She's a worship pastor. You know, she does all the all the admin stuff that I'm terrible at in, mm-hmm. in the worship ministry. But then also outside of this place, uh, outside of our worship ministry, she's involved in so many branches of the church. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a balance of, in our relationship, how do we not talk about church all the time? Right, right. Which is hard because you just... We're processors. Uh-huh. I'm not much of a reactor. Uh-huh. I'm a processor. She's the same way. So a lot of we just kind of made a rule. A lot of times, we have about a 30 minute ride home, mm. and that's the time where we can get it out. That's so good. And as soon as we get the kids, they're still young enough. They don't really care, and they're just mm-hmm. doing whatever. And then we get home. It's like no, we have to shut it off. Yeah. Um, so it's and we're not great at it because we've been through a lot in in the two years we've been here, uh-huh. a lot of lows and a lot of victories as well, a lot of highs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're not, we're not perfect at it, but it's, it's a, it's a learned habit. I think of figuring out when, you know, figuring out when to be toxic and like when to give it to Jesus and say, I can't talk about it anymore. Wow. So, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And you guys lead worship together on stage. You work together almost, I mean, every day, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. So there's gotta be that like, there's got to be that time where it's like, you know, I was just listening to a pastor's wife uh, talk this week, and she was like, you know, when we go on date night, there's two rules. We don't talk about church. We don't talk about the kids. Yeah. And then you're thinking, well, what can you talk about? But they have so many other things in their sure. life that they kind of, you know, force themselves to like, hey, we've got to have a life outside of all of this yeah. stuff. But I just commend you guys because it was cool. We were at a church planting event for those who are listening this whole week here hosted in Nashville at Cornerstone Church and and Zach and Emily and the team here at Cornerstone led us in worship several times. And it was just awesome to kind of see that dynamic. And for those who are listening, maybe just explain a little bit. I mean, Cornerstone is a church at one time, I think it was like the largest yeah. Assemblies of God church in Tennessee, if not this side of the country. Um, and you guys have gone through so many changes throughout the years mm-hmm. and watching your story, watching your journey. Uh, it's been so cool to kind of see your faithfulness through, through all of that. But talk a little bit about what does it look like to go through maybe different leadership changes as a worship pastor sure. at a church? And how do you stay on track with all that? Mm. Yeah, it's, it, this church is amazing because it's been around, I think, for 30 years. Wow. It started in a basement. Uh, just a few handful of people just believing that God would move. Wow. You know, and zero money, zero, just big faith. Yeah. Uh, and then a pastor came on and built it up to, he was a great man of God, yeah. built yeah. it up to around 4,000 people Wow. at one point. Wow. Um, but then he kind of saw where it was kind of, he saw some blind spots, mm-hmm. handed it off to his son, mm-hmm. and he was a great leader. Uh, and so when we came two years ago, uh, we weren't looking to move from Greenville. Wow. Like we bought a house. Uh, we were, you know, if you've been to Greenville, it's so it's it's a beautiful city because it's in the mountains and there's city and mm. like you you can do both, uh, kind of like here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we bought a house and then six months later, I get a Facebook message from our previous pastor. Wow! On a Saturday night at like eleven o'clock, mm. and if you're like me, dude, eight eight p.m. we're shutting it down. Yeah, yeah. Like, do there's no disturb. hanging out with people yeah. on Saturday nights because <laughs> there's nothing worse leading exhausted and grumpy yeah so and uh, it feels like saturday night is when you always get that text hey i'm sick i can't play drums tomorrow yeah i just say power through bud let's let's go (laughs) just power through it's only two services Uh uh-huh so we got a we got a facebook message and he said 
we have all these applicants. We're, we're looking for a worship leader, mm. uh, but we don't see your resume. And I said, well, I didn't know you were looking, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Yeah. So all that next day, I told Emily, like, he's going to ask us if we're interested in the job. Wow. He wouldn't just reach out. Yep. Pastors don't normally just reach out yeah. to other worship people or other <laughs> staffers just to get to know you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So he he offered us a job. We prayed about it, and at first we said no because we just didn't feel like it was the right move. Wow. Because our hearts were connected in Greenville. Yeah. And uh, I was coming back and forth writing probably twice, you know, every three months. Wow. Okay. And then I have you know my little sister lives here, so we're all we we're always here. Mm-hmm. So my my yes came fast. I'm just mm. like, let's do it. Yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah. But I didn't want Emily to resent me in five years, pulling her along. Right. And being like, what are you doing? One stop to the next. Yeah, the I don't, I don't, yeah. don't want to live that life. So uh, I just said, well, it has to be a mutual yes. Mm. And so she prayed. We fasted about it. And um, finally, God opened the door, said yes. Went to our pastor in Greenville. Is that like real awkward conversation? Right. And before I started the conversation, he said, yeah, it's good. You need to go. Wow. I'm like, how do you even know? And he's like, well, wow. I just feel it, man. Yeah. So we came here in April of 2021. Uh, we were here for two weeks, and our pastor went on a sabbatical. Wow. Uh, just, like, just like I've made and probably you've made, just poor decisions in ministry mm-hmm. that uh, either you have to take time off or disqualifies you, and in that case, it was more of the latter. Mm. Uh, so we went through 10 months of n- no lead pastor. Wow. So... I looked at Emily and I said, "This is why God has brought us here." Wow! So you know, we'll do we'll do two percent of worship leading on stage with a microphone, mm-hmm. but then the other ninety eight percent has to be with our people because it has we have to like we have to lead them. Wow! And we have to love them and care for them because yeah, because they it was it, and I don't want to speak poorly by anybody because I've made a ton of mistakes myself, but it yeah. was it was more built on a personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when that personality was taken out of the picture, mm. a lot of people were like, what do we do now? Wow. So we just, we went in like overdrive mode of loving on people and taking care of people. And, uh, it was a hard 10 months, you mm. know, uh, we had a great interim pastor who, uh, you know, kind of going back a long way around your question, uh, whatever leadership you're under, it's all submission, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's submission to God and dying to yourself, dying to what songs I want to do, I want to sit in my office all day and write songs. I want to be in town writing songs with people. But if that's not the vision of the house, yeah, you have it. God will bless wow. when you get under that covering. Yeah. Uh, but while we were while the intern pastor was here, he he kind of granted us like, do what you guys do. Get yep. in your wheelhouse and love the people and do what you do. So, I mean, we released five songs, you know, five originals in uh, just over a year. Wow. Only to keep our people busy, really. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're moving somewhere. Yeah. We're going somewhere. We're doing something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then our new pastor, Pastor Jeremy, still came in October of 22, last year. Awesome. And just to see the health of the church come back in. And really, I told him, like, man, it feels there's a blanket of peace in this place. Wow. Where it was such an unnerving, unsure feeling. Mm. And I'm like, I don't care what you do. You can, you can do whatever you want. Just, like, God is moving. God is, like... It feels right. Yeah. And he's such a man of God, and he's so, like, humble. And, like, yesterday we had a staff prayer. I think while, y- while y'all were finishing uh-huh. up your thing, he uh-huh. was like, we're just going to call a staff prayer. Wow. 
And the presence of God was so strong in the room. And I, you know, I just looked over and we're all praying. He's just flat out on the floor crying. And I'm like, mm. that's the leader you want. There you go. That's the guy you want to follow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, there's, we could do a whole hour on stories of what happened, but none of it really matters. Yeah. Uh, just God was faithful through it all. Wow. And it says a lot to your guys' commitment to this house to kind of see through that transitional period because... You know, it's not easy to walk through that and you're trying to learn one leader and then another leader and just trying to figure yeah. out. But you said something in there that was so key. And, you know, submission is not one of those words that we love in this day and age, but right. it's so biblical. Yeah. It's so biblical. And it really just means to yield. It means mm -hmm. to like defer your preferences to the preferences of the house. And we were actually uh, in one of the sessions that we had this week in the church planting event I was a part of. Uh, somebody said something that's just really stuck with me. They said, you know, the house is a covering. And so what we bring our gifts and it's not about our gifts and our platform. It's about what does the house need in yeah. this moment? Yeah. And so if somebody comes in with like a prophetic gifting, you know, hey, it's great that you have that. But if it doesn't submit to the vision of the house, like you're probably not going to get on a microphone and share that like anytime you want. Right. Because gifts, if you have 100 people in a room. And this church, you know, the auditorium seats 2,900. So yeah. I know you got more than 100. Yeah. But if you have 100 people coming into a room all with different gifts and everybody just wants to elevate their gift and do what they want to do and their preferences, it's going to be chaos. But when everything submits to a general vision, mm -hmm. then it works in order. And then it works. I love that, yeah. man. I when think people dwell in unity. Come on, man. That's where it is. And I think there's a blessing in that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Psalm 133, right? Yeah, 100%. So, so talk to me a little bit about those songs that you were writing in that season, because you were just showing me one of the songs, and it's, I mean, you call out anxiety in this song, Yeah. but I know there's been a season where, you know, those 10 months, let's say, you're writing songs, you're releasing songs. What's the undercurrent of yeah. those songs, and how do you keep people together moving forward mm. in a time where, you know, leadership is in flux, you know? Sure. Well, you, you get it as a songwriter, you know, you're kind of pulling double duty where you write for yourself, mm -hmm. what you're facing, uh, what you need from God or what your, uh, you know, how your heart responds to Jesus, whether mm. that's like super celebratory songs or singer songwriter. It's pretty much what David did, right? Lament, laments, right? Yeah, without logic or pro tools. He did, you know. Um, he couldn't oh, if David had logic. Oh, dude. Auto-tune. But, uh. Yeah, when we came, I just I just started writing where we were in that moment. Mm. You know, when when our lead pastor at the time left, what do we need to sing about? Mm. And our first single, as a you know, and I don't like those words because it sounds really like industry, and yeah. that is just not my heart. Like, mm. but the first song that we released uh, was Emmanuel. Wow, and he's God with us. Yeah. So, so just being really intentional. That's so good. About like what do we need our people to sing right now? Wow! And the chorus is just the one who was, the one who is, the one who will always be. Manuel, you're here with me. So it's a really simple line. Wow! But when you're singing that out loud, you're just reminding yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and then we did a, a few other tunes that I just had kind of in the back burner that were going along with uh, our sermon series. Yeah, but the one song that you helped me out with, uh, you, Brittany, and Delaney oh, came in fun here one day. That was a fun ride. And that was cool because it was like, if anybody has been in a songwriting session, it can be kind of weird. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you and I could we could sit down and like disagree, and it wouldn't hurt a friendship. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be a big deal. But when yeah. there's four people in the room, it can get like real uh, sloppy Joe sometimes because uh -huh. everyone's fighting for a moment. Yeah. 
and not in a bad way. You're just standing you're, up for your lines, you're, you're for your putting, heart. Yeah. You're putting, you know, effort. Yeah. Uh, so we all came in in this office that we're in now, and uh, I just started telling you guys a little bit about when we about six months into it, mm-hmm. our full time audio guy passed away of COVID, mm. and uh, it was him and I got super super close and wow. big big strong Samoan guy, just yeah. like. You know, he got mad at me one time, and I didn't want it to happen again. I'm like, <laughs> he could break me, and I'm not a small guy. He you could, can have your way. <laughs> he could break me easily. And uh, so he he was in the hospital, or his wife contracted COVID mm. when it was kind of at a at a peak for a second. Mm. And he texted me. He's like, I need to take her to the hospital to like to get tested and all this stuff. So I just had an idea of a a chorus, and I came up here and recorded it real quick. And I sent it to him. And while he was at, he was sitting outside because he couldn't go in, you know, that whole deal. And uh, I said, just, just play this in your car, man. It's a terrible recording, but we're, we're just really speaking this over you and your wife. Wow. And uh, so she got better. He contracted COVID and then mm. about three months later passed away. Wow. But when we came in here that day, everyone was so kind of in the same mindset of like, we have to put our trust in him. Yeah. Because we all started telling stories of what we're facing, yep. what we're walking through. Um, and then that became like a really big song here for our church. Mm, that's awesome. And it was a healing moment. And then, you know, that it was played at his funeral. Wow. And uh, so that was, that was great, but also terrible. Wow. Um, but it was, it was great to see God use it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's left, and everybody's still, we all miss him, but, but believe in his family, they're thriving now. They're, they're really obviously awesome. going through it all, but, uh, they're doing great. And, uh, well, and I think that's the key, like just to, to pause you there. Like yeah. you, I think sometimes we get in this mindset of like, let's write songs for a project, but you write songs for people. And that's so cool because, you know, from that song to the one that you just showed me that hasn't released yet. By the way, we're going to put that song that Zach just referenced in our show notes so you can listen to that. Yeah. Um, and we'll put some more stuff in the show notes as well. But the the song that you just showed me, tell me a little bit about the story for that because it hasn't been released yet. Yeah. But I just love what you're talking about, how, you know, we need to sing the stories of our people. We need to sing and write songs that are in the house mm-hmm. because it just, people latch onto that. This is our story. This is our song. Sure. You know? Yeah, we're excited about this new one because I really believe it has, you know, just like we talk, we can, we can write songs all day, mm-hmm. but there's something about a song that if God's on it, it's just like old school delirious stuff and stuff oh, that we man. grew up on that yeah. you, you can listen to now. And some things may be outdated, but it's still like, oh, it's still Want to awesome. go deeper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Martin Smith. That's like the third time Martin Smith has come up this week. Like delirious shaped my. Oh, youth, he comes. Man. Dude, we had Stu G in with us. One, uh, come on, dude. Last August. Oh my gosh. So we got to lead. Did you feel the mountains tremble? Oh man. And I was just sitting there like, this is not real. No, no. Stu that, that is an out of body experience. Guy. That's amazing. I didn't care if it landed in the service or not. I was like, this is for me. Let's go. Uh, yeah. So we we were getting ready for a um, worship conference, a one day worship conference, mm. and uh, we had our buddy. Mutual buddy Jesse Reeves come in, speak at Love it. Love Jesse. And uh, so we were preparing for that, and we were going to do a live recording. And we had one song that we were going to do. And uh, just more of a, just talk, it's called So in Love, just talking about just being perfectly in love with Jesus, mm. singing about his faithfulness, making it as vertical as we can, right? Yeah. But I knew, I told him, I think we need another song. Mm. And I didn't know where it was going to come from. 
And um, so we sat there, and one of our one of our main kind of vocalists, he's in our choir, he's a choir director, a choir section leader. And he quit his job because he was having such severe anxiety attacks and panic attacks. Mm. And they were, you know, affecting his marriage. It was it was bad. It wasn't wow. just like, you know, some people like, ah, oh, I got a weird vibe. Like he was debilitated. So, yeah. So we we were praying for him and, you know, a lot of our guys were coming around him. But I knew like there's there's got to be more I can do as a friend, as a mm. leader, other than just being like, let's go get coffee. And we did all that to keep him close. And, he, you know, like I said, he, he resigned from his job, was couldn't get off the couch. And I was driving home one day, and it just kind of hit me of like, why don't, like, why don't we sing in the confidence that we are free? Wow. Why don't we believe it for real? Yeah. Because we can sing it, you know. Um, I'm going to see a victory. Right. While you're thinking in the back of your mind, like, Am maybe. I? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Wow. And uh, so I just kind of was driving home, and uh, just a uh, quick, you know, I'm free in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold has to break. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't possibly need to break. Like, it has to break. And when he walks into the room, everything, sh- everything changes. Everything shifts. Yeah. And I said, don't, and I, I sent him the idea of just, you know, an iPhone memo. And I said, just pray in this chorus over you. Mm. And uh, I sent it to our buddy, John Hartley. who mm-hmm. He's been like a spiritual mentor, a songwriting mentor, a person who I can call who love just John. goes, talk, bud. And yeah. I'll just talk. And he, I have said more things to him that people would be like, <laughs> Uncle Johnny. Yikes. But he's just been such a solid friend to me. And uh, mm. he said, you need to write that song. Wow. And he goes, you need to write it. No, don't, we're not going to do a co-write and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And uh, so... Two weeks before the conference, I you know text all the, our guys in our band. I said we have to do another rehearsal. I have a song, yeah, and we put it together tonight, and it came out really strong, really wow. solid. And uh, God touched his name's Patrick. God touched mm. Patrick, and he's you know now he works for uh, like the state and here in Tennessee. So he wow. went from like quitting his job because of anxiety, now has the most anxious job of all time, <laughs> and he's doing great. Like, What's a, that's he was, amazing. He sang uh, on Tuesday night. He was Come a on, man. He was the taller guy. Tuesday yeah, night yeah. Um, so we're excited to release I don't know what date we're releasing it, yeah. uh, but I really believe, like, even if it's just, even if it's just for Patrick, wow. it's enough. Yeah. But if it's enough for our church, that's enough. Like, yeah. I don't, have, uh, I don't have strategies. I don't have plans to, like, I know it's very smart to do, like, marketing strategies, mm. content creation. Mm. But uh, at the end of the day, and I don't mean this like to where it sounds super spiritual or, or lazy on my part, but if we really like believe what he says, if we lift him up, he draws men to himself. Come on. And strategies, the, the marketing plan are super, super important. Yeah. Like it gets to, to the people, right? Sure. But it's hard to live in that world mm. and then stay tender to be like, God, what do you want for this thing to do? Wow. And I'd rather... I'd much rather stay tenderhearted than like trying to like scheme for the, how can I get this in front of another thousand people? That's so good, man. And th- that's something that we need to hear today because there's so many people that are, you know, writing songs for their church with the mindset of like, I want to get this out there. I want to get this beyond. But if you're not writing for your church first, for your people first, yeah. check your motives, man. Right. And it's so clear to me that your heart is for this house. And I think that's something that every worship team, every worship leader needs to hear is have a heart for your house. Yeah. These are the people that God's called you to serve, to do life with every single day. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk, shift gears a mm-hmm. little bit. 
um, you know, you were leading worship this week for this uh, church planting event. And one of the things I love about you, Zach, is that you lead worship following the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's so obvious that like, it's, it's not about getting from one song to the next song. It's like, hey man, if the Holy Spirit's moving, let's just rest here. Let's just park here for a minute. I want to ask you, like, how do you intentionally create Spirit-led moments as you're leading worship? Or how do you make room for the Spirit to, to move in the way that only the Holy Spirit can? Mm. And I, the reason I ask this is because, you know, you're leading worship at this very large church. You've been at many large churches. And I think sometimes the question is like, is it production or is it presence? Sure. And I think what I've seen in you is that you found this way of writing both of those lines where it's, it's done with excellence. There's a high production value to it all, but it's all about God's presence. Yeah. Talk to me for a moment about that. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're figuring, you know, as you lead more and more, uh, I grew up in all this, like I said earlier, and I've been doing it for a while, but mm-hmm. you still are figuring out how to do it the best way. Mm. And I really, a lot of our, because we have, we have a, a good-sized team here. Uh, God has blessed us with a lot of amazing people who tour full-time, who do all these wow. things. Uh, so you're, we're constantly talking about performance, mm-hmm. of, of saying it's not a performance, right? And, but on the flip, it totally is. Right, right. Because... I want to be led. Mm-hmm. People come on a weekend who are going through some wild stuff. They want to be led. Mm. So you're, you're performing to pull them somewhere from A mm. to B, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, one thing I'm thankful for real quick, our pastor now, he's like, worship is not the appetizer. Like, so good. Like, you're not just setting me up for success. Like, like as soon as that first note hits, like he goes, our prayer is that automatically people realize Jesus is here. Let's go. And they respond. Yeah. Um, so I tell people like, it's not a performance, but a thousand percent it is. So when you're stepping on the stage, no matter if it's an altar moment, like you're on, Yeah. like there is no, there's no turning back. Right. <laughs> uh, but my person, I'm so laid back, like my personality. So the fact of like trying to like really hype people up. Yeah. Wears me out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have like. I'd rather have people around me who are really good at it so I can just kind of fade out. <laughs> and then I'll come in and do whatever God you know, called me to do. Yep. Uh, but I think it's just being sensitive, and it's, it's a learned thing, mm. right? And it comes back to surrendering to that moment that you're in. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, we changed the set list because uh, it's a Thursday morning. You all have been in a conference all week. Mm-hmm. A room full of pastors who serve and serve and serve. So mm. they come in. They don't need me to... Come on, I can't hear you out there. Right, right, right. They don't care. Yeah. And so we changed the set list Wednesday night of like, hey, we need to shift to a more like just welcoming. Yeah. Singing God's faithfulness, yeah. not a big hurrah. And there's nothing wrong with the party. Yeah. But the party without substance is just noise, right? All right. So and my, my mom was a worship leader, and mm. I watched her growing up of like, mm trying to like pastor the moment mm-hmm. and pastor the people that are in the room. Mm. And, you know, the days of live streaming and like, man, I am glad that COVID's over, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right. So we, we, we didn't have to, it was hard leading to a camera. It was hard. Mm. That was brutal. And I mean, people suffered way more than that. So yeah. I don't want to, yeah. you know. Uh, but I think here, especially, it's, it's pastoring the moment of where do we feel God pulling us? And you miss it because we're, human yeah um 
but I always tell our people like let let it breathe because people mm. are so especially like here in town where we're at like just even to get here yep. with the traffic is nuts. <laughs> so they don't need us screaming at them to perform for us. Wow. Like we just gotta say Jesus. Here's Jesus. How good is He? Yeah. How great is That's He? That's good, Zach. And then you just go. I'll lead when I need to lead, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but our church right now is, it's the hungriest I've seen wow. a group of people. It's amazing. So it's really easy to lead, and it's really, uh, it's, it's the most enjoyable, I think it's been worship leading in a long time. Mm, so. That's so good. You know, I, I just had coffee with a guy this morning, and I think, you know, one of the things that we were talking about is like, there is a general hunger for something real right now yeah um people are just desperate with hope uh, and we can see this all around i mean just this week um and i'm not sure when this will air but just this week you know nashville went through a horrible tragedy with the school shooting and it's just so evident that like evil is real right and the world needs jesus and i can I, we can see that more and more every single week and you know the hope that compels us the hope that drives us on we've got to live that out every single day yeah. we've got to live it out in our set list we've got to live it out you know monday to saturday not just on sundays and it's the hope of jesus that's the yeah. only thing that will keep us going in this life man dude we've got just a few more minutes and yeah. i've been asking every single worship leader this question um what is the holy spirit speaking to you right now uh for for the the current climate that we're in that you just, man, this could be for the body of Christ. Mm. Uh, I think personally, uh, for me, it's contentment. Mm. I've been facing that a lot. Wow. Uh, I struggle a lot with insecurity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even this week being in a room full of pastors, in the back of your mind, you're like, man, they're just either nitpicking Mm. or uh, or they're feeling insecure sitting in a big room full of pastors. Right, right. And I think we all struggle with it. Absolutely. And uh, so just being content in who God's called me to be mm. and in being the person who he has designed me to be in this moment. Mm. My, just like everyone's story, God's redemptive power. I mean, I was at a big church in Cleveland, made some big mistakes in Cleveland, mm-hmm. disqualified myself from ministry, mm. uh, and had to step completely out of it. And I went through a phase of like, wait, who am I without a guitar? Wow. Can I go to church without having to be the guy yeah and i was really i was really i mean real quick i was really a, and i don't mean to go too deep with it but it was a really an affirmation junkie yeah because in cleveland if you can write a song and sing well you're you're like here we go bubba it's Let's a hard rock and roll <laughs> and uh so i, I but I, I leaned into that instead of just leaning in like mm. pastoring the people and taking wow. that in you know put out an album that i'm still proud of mm-hmm. and uh and, I mean, you helped me write a song on it. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, uh, I'm still very proud of what God did through that. But there was a season of pulling away, mm. and I had to go work at a gym. Wow. And went through that and then just went to church. And there was a season of like, how do I just be, just be? Yeah. And uh, got a job at a construction company. Wow. Chop, chopped off my finger. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, luckily they, you know, you guys can't see it, but they did. <laughs> they, they can still they sew it, it on, you know, the nub. <laughs> they put it back. And there's a steel, I mean, God, there's a whole steel rod that's wow. supposed to be all the way down, but I can totally, you know, move wow. it. Uh, but just, you know, all that to say, like, in our worship leading, Emily and I try in every moment of God has been faithful. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to lie, so he's going to be faithful tomorrow. Mm. 
So instead of this as a worship leader, I think a lot of us can live in this. As long as people are outwardly worshiping, we feel like we're doing our job. Wow. But man, I receive more sitting in my office or at home, like just chilling, listening to music than I do even when a person's speaking. Wow. Uh, and that's just me. Like other people, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, contentment, and we go back to submission, surrender. And as a guy, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Just surrendering to just either somebody else's preferences, somebody else's thoughts of how to do it. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of smart, smarter people than I am, so I'm like, yeah, they're probably right. Wow. Uh, and then just right now, uh, we're doing our best just to pastor the people off the stage. Yeah. I think if we pastor them off the stage well and equip them, like on the stage, it's going to flow through. That's so good. So we want to we want to pastor our people. We want you know every room we lead that is fully engaged in worship, mm. and then equip the people because that's you know that's your and I's job is equipping the saints, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's so good, man. I appreciate your transparency and vulnerability and just sharing that because I think a lot of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we deal with insecurity and just finding that contentment. Sure, man. dude, you've been a blessing, man. Thank you so much for dude, sharing with for us. Thanks for having me, man. Love you, bro. Love you, dude. You've been listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks. To learn more and to find resources for worship leaders and teams, you can visit curtisparks.com.